Hey you guys, it's Melissa here from MelissaOatman.com. Welcome to another episode of Awaken Your Inner Awesomeness. I am so delighted you're here with us today. Today I have a very special guest. We have with us Miss Anne Hintz. She is the author of the book, A Pathway to Insight. She is a spiritual teacher and coach and also a speaker. And she's here today to talk to us about how she was able to move past trauma and heal herself using many different tools. And now she's helping other people to do the same. So I cannot wait to talk to her today and jump in and find out how she was able to heal herself and still work on that healing. But before we get started today, we do have a message from our sponsor. Staying motivated takes work. If you don't work on your motivation, you become unmotivated. Get reconnected with that little voice because that is our stability. That is our, that's our own personal GPS system that will guide us through and help us weather any storm. You know, the reason why law of attraction and hypnosis, I believe, works so well together is because, you know... It, Hypnosis can help you with any of the deficiencies that you may have. How are you going to spend those few years that you have here on the planet? Are you going to make a masterpiece of your life? Or are you just going to let life happen to you? Listen to these stories and more on the Motivational Voice Podcast. Available wherever you listen to podcasts. This is the Motivational Voice Podcast. All right. Well, I am so glad you're here with us, and I am so glad that you are here with us today, too. Anne, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me, Melissa. I'm looking forward to this. Yes, I'm looking forward to it, too, because we have a lot in common. We both kind of have experienced some trauma in our lives, and that is really what led to what I would call, for me, at least my spiritual awakening. And I think you kind of have, when we were talking earlier, mentioned that same thing for you, like all of the things that have happened to you in your past have led you to your path and where you are now. So I would love it if you could just kind of tell us a little bit about yourself and how what happened to you in the past led you to where you are now. Okay, yes, it's quite a good story, quite a long story. And um, I had a lot of trauma in childhood and I know a lot of us do. It wasn't necessarily worse than other people's, but it was trauma. And I was actually born with my right foot up against my right shin. So the first six weeks of life, I had physical therapy to release that. And then I was handed over for adoption at six weeks into a family that had just suffered a trauma because they had adopted a little boy who was in two. And then they adopted another little girl and they had her for six months. And then the birth mother changed her mind. So they had to give this little girl back to her birth mother. And I was the replacement into the family for that. So obviously she... I wouldn't have been as necessarily accepted right away because they were concerned that my birth mother would do the same thing. Um, so there wasn't a lot of attachment there. And then at six months old, we started to move around the world. We went moved to Barbados first, then to Sierra Leone in West Africa when I was about two and we had a house fire there. And I was the one who woke up one morning and saw the flames coming into the room. Wow. So that was a trauma. And then we moved to Hong Kong. And while we were there, I was sent to a boarding school in England, which is 
a long way away from Hong Kong. Right. <laughs> and it was my brother's boarding school. So it was a boys boarding school. So I was the first girl boarder at a boys boarding school. And my teeth were really bad at that age. And I was teased horrifically, mercilessly by these boys for two years. So that was a major trauma for me. Yeah. Um, my dad already had anger issues growing up. So I was very used to walking on eggshells. And during the teen, my teenage years, they both became alcoholics, both my mother and my father, um, drinking many, many hours each day. And so, you know, that started to live in me. And then when I was 19, I woke up one morning and found my mother dead on the bathroom floor. And I was the only one in the house at the time. So that was another trauma. Yeah. And I just did the same thing that I knew. how. I only knew how to suppress traumas. I didn't know there was anything else, right? Because we're programmed in childhood how to deal with things. So we just keep doing it until we realize something different. So I graduated, I became a software engineer. I moved out to California when I was 21, got married, had kids, carried on with life. You know, I did have some digestive issues. So I worked externally by trying to change things on the outside to see if that would change this uncomfortableness on the inside and nothing really did anything long-term. So it wasn't until I was in my late thirties and I had almost a business altercation with a couple of other mothers at school. And they were very self-confident, self-assured authority type women. And I was this scared mother on the inside and they told me I'd done something wrong. And my mind just spun out of control. It went over and over what they'd said and what I'd said and what had happened. And it was like three days before I was able to actually let it go and sleep again. And I realized at that point, okay, this isn't normal. I don't think other mothers would do this. And that's when I realized, okay, that's a little bit like how I would react when my dad, who was an authority figure to me, would tell me I'd done something wrong. So that was like the first little opening that, okay, maybe there's something from my childhood that I need to look at at this point. But I still didn't know what to do at that point. So it was in that time frame I actually went to a doctor's appointment. He was a holistic physician and I have no idea why I went to him, but it was nothing to do with emotions or past memories or anything like that. But he recognized I was really stressed. And he asked me on a scale of zero to 10 what my stress level was. And I said, it was an eight. And then he asked me why. And it was that question that made me realize, oh gosh, it's finding my mother dead on the bathroom floor when I was 19. And now I'm in my late 30s. So I've been sitting inside of me a long time, but the tears from finding her from that event were still just under the surface. So that's when he, he happened to know this technique called EFT, short for emotional freedom technique. And it's also called tapping because we're tapping on our body as we're talking through something. So he tapped with me about my mother's death for about 15 minutes. And I walked away from that appointment, being able to tell the story in her mind, in my mind, without the tears there anymore. And that's the first time I realized that we hold all those memories and those emotions physically, energetically in our body and that we can let them go. So that was the start for me. Yeah, well, that's a pretty amazing start. And um, it's interesting that having an altercation with other moms is the thing that really caused you to realize like, oh, wait, you know, what, what's this really about? Because usually the trigger that we have isn't really 
about the thing that we think it's about. You know, you're thinking, oh, it's about these moms and what I said with them when it really wasn't. It led to something much deeper. And I think that is quite honestly often what happens. We think the thing that triggered us is about the thing and it's not about the thing. It's about something deeper than that. Right. Well, the word reaction, right? I was very reactionary. It's a reaction. You're replaying something you've done in the past. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I was replaying how I felt when my dad did something similar in the past. Yeah. So you started with EFT, but I know that that's not the only tool that you've used. And, and so so you're at the doctor's office, you find EFT. So what happens after that for you? Well, I go home and I look it up online because it was given away by Gary Craig for free. So I went online, learned everything I could about it. And it's really simple to learn. You can learn it in five to 10 minutes. And and I think that's part of the problem in some ways. It's almost deceptively simple. But I wanted to make sure it wasn't a one-time fluke that this had happened with my doctor. So at the time, I had a 17-year-old cat at home and we'd just been told that his kidneys were failing and he needed to have a daily saline shot. And I was going to have to give him these injections. And the first time I gave him one, my hand was shaking so badly. I knew I wasn't going to be able to do it every day because I was just too afraid of doing this shot every day. So I, I tried it out. Okay, I'm going to tap about it and see what happens. So I tapped about every aspect of it. I tapped about my hand shaking, about my fear of hurting him, and about all the memories I had had from all the injections I had had from living around the world, right? I had a lot. And the next day, the needle just slid right in. All that fear that I had been holding in my body the day before had just disappeared, And that's when I realized two things. I realized that EFT is deceptively, it's deceptively powerful because it doesn't look like it's doing much, but it really is. And I realized that the freedom is on the other side of that fear. And that's really where I wanted to be. So I started using it every day. I started noticing when I was reacting or when I was becoming emotional and I would stop myself at that point. Now that in itself is a tricky thing to do when you're used to being caught up in your emotions, right? To actually stand back and say, oh, look at me, I'm getting emotional now. So to begin with, it might only happen once or twice a day that I would catch myself, but it becomes easier. So then I would tap and I would tap on whatever it was that I was reacting to and bring myself back to peace. And I would notice, I noticed that things were changing, things were improving. I was becoming a little calm, a little less reactionary, and I wanted more. So I wrote down every emotional memory I could think of from my whole life, my childhood mostly, but anything after that as well. And it was multiple sheets of paper. And I tapped through one each night for about an hour to an hour and a half each night. And over these months, I was just becoming more peaceful inside. And I remember opening the door one kitchen. <laughs> I remember opening the kitchen door one day and saying to myself, it feels like I'm living in a different reality because my mind, which had been so busy and so um, negative and judgmental, those voices in there were no longer there. And it was at that point that I realized those words that I would replay in my mind over and over again had been my dad's words that I had been programmed with in childhood. And instead of him criticizing me, right, I would be criticizing myself or criticizing someone else, but they were gone. And I had never experienced that before. I didn't know that was possible, right? It felt so different. 
So that was like the first step on my journey. But I realized what EFT is doing is it's opening up the subconscious mind. And as that happens, our awareness expands. So we use that word a lot. We use the word awareness in the spiritual community, but I didn't understand at the time what it meant. I do now. <laughs> and we just become more aware of ourselves at a deeper and deeper level. So I became aware of my emotions during the day. But then underneath that, as I kept going, I became aware of the physical sensations underneath the emotions, which, you know, if you listen to listening to this, you may not even believe that's possible because I know I didn't because I didn't have that awareness. But it is possible because I've done it. And I think a lot of empaths may be aware at this deeper level. They already can feel like sadness. They can feel where they're holding it in their body or anger. They can feel where they're holding that tension inside. So I started to become aware of that. And when I became aware of that, I didn't feel like I needed EFT as much. I just wanted to feel those feelings, those sensations and allow them to be. And it's, I call it feeling your feelings, right? It sounds like it's so simple. Yeah. <laughs> and it should be, but it, but if you're used to suppressing these feelings for decades, they don't know how to be felt. They like to hide, right? They hide inside of us, those feelings. So I had to teach myself how to do that. And what I realized is I would notice when I was thinking a thought that was, for me, it was normally a fearful thought. And I would find that fear inside of me. And for me, it would be in my solar plexus. And I would focus on that feeling. But if I moved or if I took a breath, I would lose it. I couldn't find it again. So I actually had to stop myself, hold myself like a statue and stop breathing at that point where I could feel that fear. And I would just talk to it. I would actually talk to it. It's okay. I can feel this fear. I can feel you in my solar plexus there. I just want to allow you to be felt. I just want to feel you. So I'm using the words to keep my focus on that feeling. And at some point I'd need to take a deep breath and I would feel a release of that fear. So then I would think the same thought again, the fearful thought, feel the fear, hold my tension on it, and then I feel another release. And I would keep doing it over and over again with the same thought until the feeling was no longer there. The emotion was no longer attached to that thought, at which point that thought is free. It no longer has those attachments to the body. So that was kind of the second step on my journey is doing this work. Yeah, that's really important too, because as you said, most of us are more used to suppressing the feelings that we have rather than wanting to feel them. And you can suppress them many different ways. A lot of people will use substances or, you know, they just stay so busy that they don't have to sit with their mind or sit with the fear, sit with whatever it is that they're feeling. We tend to run from it instead of facing it and saying, what is this? And I think it's really important to do that, that you sit and you feel it and you release it because otherwise it kind of shows up in other areas of your life where you become again, reactionary instead of being able to process what's actually happening. Yeah, I think of us like a signal. I, I use the law of attraction, not in terms of manifestation, but in terms of everyday life. I think of the whole of us as a signal that we're emitting this signal and we're attracting back into our future based on this signal. So if we're holding this tension inside or these 
things that we haven't forgiven in the past or memories that we have emotions around, we're actually holding it in our body and it's part of our signal and it's attracting similar things into our future. So the way to change that is to change our signal right now. And that's what EFT is doing. We're bringing the memory into our body right now. We're bringing it back up and we're feeling it and we're allowing that release. And then that changes our signal. So we're attracting different things back into our life. So to me, I, I would ask myself during the day, how am I feeling right now? Especially when I'm reacting to something, how am I feeling? And do I want to feel this way again in the future? And normally the answer was no. So <laughs> at that point, right, I want to change my signal right now so that I'm emitting a different signal and changing my future. Yeah, absolutely. I totally agree with you 100%. Um, and I think that what you say about the law of attraction is true too, because when we focus on the fear and it's usually about our lack of something or we're, you know, that we're not going to be taken care of, we're not going to have this, we're not going to have that. And we focus on that. We tend to call more of those experiences into our lives where if we can deal with that fear ahead of time, get ahead of it, and actually understand like where it's coming from. And I like what you were saying that you talk to your fears. I love that. It's like, you know, uh, I think I forget what card deck it is, but I have a deck where one of the cards is um, invite your fears to tea. And I love that because it's like, it's true. If you get to know your fears and you work with them and you know what they are, you can release more of it and understand what 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 might trigger you in the future so you can work on releasing those things so that when something does happen you don't have to be reactionary you know you might at first have that instinctive like oh here we go again but if you can catch it immediately and say oh you know what this is just that one fear that i'm still dealing with and i'm still trying to let go i know that everything's really going to be okay and there's no need for me to panic or to worry or to be reactionary but you it does involve really getting to know yourself and what your fears are right and what i've realized over time with the the three different big steps that i went through it's it's when we fully accept whatever it is we're thinking or feeling once we fully accept that and relax into it that's when the shift happens so we're not trying to change it right we're not we're not trying to do anything with it we're just trying to accept it okay that's what I'm feeling right now I'm feeling hatred or I'm feeling anger or I'm feeling sadness and that's okay that's when the shift happens so I kept going once I knew how to feel my feelings in, at night then instead of doing the tapping I would lay on the sofa and I would bring collective traumas to mind because we all have our own personal experience of collective traumas. So I would think about something like 9-11, go through all those images and those memories in my mind and bring the feelings up in my body and just allow those sensations to be felt. And they would shift, they would release, and I would do it over and over again. So as the nights went by, it got easier to do. I didn't fall asleep as, as quickly as I did at the beginning. Yeah. <laughs> I was actually very present. It was really something that brought me very present in the moment. And over time, I actually got to the place where I could feel or keep my awareness inside my body after the tension had released, which was really weird. I'd never heard of it before. I didn't know what I was doing. 
and the only way I can kind of explain this is imagine you have a toothache or a stomach ache. You can pinpoint where in your body that pain is coming from. But once the pain has dissipated or gone, you can't pinpoint again exactly where it came from inside your body. I found that I could do that. And it was really weird. And I would kind of just played with it because I didn't know what I was doing. <laughs> well, I found I could, I'd done it once. Could I do it again? And I found I could do it again. And then what can I do now that I can do this weird thing? <laughs> so I started moving my awareness around inside and found I could do that. And then I could find a place for tension. And so I would kind of do the same thing. I would feel this tension inside, hold my awareness on it, and it would shift a little bit. So then I would do it again. And again and again, and the tension would dissipate inside my body. So I just worked with this now instead of, you know, the tapping or the feeling, the feelings, I would go inside and feel this tension and release it. And over time, and it was many, many months, I was eventually able to put my awareness inside my head. And that was eye opening for me because there was so much pain and tension inside my head. The forces that were pulling my bones out of alignment were just unbelievable. And I had lived with this pain and tension inside my head for 50 years at this point without any awareness that it was there. So it really showed me how much tension we store inside of ourselves and we ju just don't have that awareness of it. So it really cemented for me that law of attraction, right? That the biggest part of our signal is this tension we hold inside of ourselves from our past, but we're just not aware of it. So I know a lot of people may be listening and may think, oh, I don't have anything to worry about. I don't have anything stored inside of me. Well, you might well, <laughs> but you're just not aware of it because I was not aware of this pain and tension. But now I had a tool. So I would just focus on it, let it shift, focus on it, let it shift over and over again until it had dissipated. And at some point I actually heard and felt something released because now I'm near my ears, right? I'm actually in my head and it felt and sounded like old fabric ripping. And I looked it up, I did some research at this point and I realized it's the connective tissue. It's adhesions in the connective tissue that is releasing because I've released tension. So I just kept doing this over and over again. And eventually I get to the place where I could actually feel my bones relax into what I now know is a more aligned position, but at the time it just felt like deep relaxation. It felt really good. And so I have these x-rays that I took last year or had taken last year compared to 2013 and can actually see that the bones have shifted. My eye sockets have aligned. My jaw was way off to the side and it's now more centered. And my neck was really very bent from scoliosis. I think from being born with my foot up against my shin, my whole body's been twisting, so it's untwisting. And I've grown half an inch as a 55-year-old because of this deep inner release of tension. Wow, that is incredible. So you actually saw not only an emotional reaction to this, but a physical one where you can actually see this in your body that everything is relaxing enough that you're more into alignment with your um your bones and your spine and all of that to cause you to grow. It's made me realize that yeah. we're all, it's all connected, right? Even with EFT, when we're working with words and memories, 
right? I believe even with the EFT, the tapping part, we are actually releasing tension physically in the body. We just don't have that awareness at that point, right? But as awareness expands, we become aware that we are actually releasing at a physical level. So it's, it's shown me that it's all connected. Yeah, that's incredible. I need to do that. I could grow a, I could grow a few inches. I could stand that. <laughs> I put that finger also. No, that's incredible. But um, we don't think about that. We really don't. But I truly am a believer that when we hold tension in our body, when we hold on to those emotions, that it does make us physically sick. So that absolutely makes sense that it's all connected and that in being able to release all of those things and to be more, I mean, it just sounds like you're more comfortable in who you are and able to be at peace with everything. And I think that that's the thing we struggle with the most is because if, you know, we're all on this path that we want to heal trauma and let it go and to be better, but we're human. And so when a trigger comes up and we don't react the way that we thought we should, we beat ourselves up. And I think it would be wonderful just to have that awareness or feeling that it's okay to be who I am and I'm working on it and to kind of be at peace internally with everything going on. And going back to where you talked about facing your fears and knowing them and getting comfortable with them and acknowledging them, I think for most people, we want to run from all of that instead of getting to know who we are. And we feel like we should be um, in a more, I think, I don't know, higher elevated state that we shouldn't feel those emotions or we shouldn't do this or we shouldn't do that. And I don't think that's the case at all. I think we're human. I think we're going to. But it's learning how, as you have done, learning how to sit with it acknowledge it and be okay with it so that you can say to yourself okay why am i feeling this way what's happening what's happening in my body where am i feeling it in my body why is this happening that allows you to be able to release more and more of that tension which is where you're talking about your body then becoming more relaxed and going into alignment i think a lot of people would probably experience more physical freedom if that makes sense because i know that a lot of people hold their tension like i do personally if i've had a particularly stressful day i'll start to get a pain back here like in my back you know and it just shows up normally it's not there but if it's been a particularly stressful time i notice that that pain pops up so that would be amazing i think for people to notice the difference in their physical body as well as their emotional body yeah, well, my goal was always in a piece. That's that was my goal all along. So the physical changes were a nice consequence yeah. of in a piece, right? Because yes. it's all connected. Exactly. We hold that tension inside, and that tension pulls us out of alignment, and then we feel uncomfortable. And so yeah. now that I can sense inside, right? I'm actually sensing inside, and I can feel that that tension is darkness, it's dis-ease in the body. And once we find that and let it go, then we're releasing dis-ease, right? We're letting the dis-ease yeah. go and we're becoming more comfortable and more at ease. And the lightness, you know, the brightness, the light is already there underneath the darkness. So all we need to find is that darkness, which is all this tension we've stored in our body. So it's, 
it's the it's the negative stuff right so it's the traumas that we're holding on to it's those negative feelings and you're you're right you talked about the shoulds you know when we say i shouldn't be feeling this way or when we try and think positively right we're actually suppressing what we're actually feeling right we're thinking we need to feel something else but but what is it that we are feeling or what is it that we are thinking and that's where the key is to me that's the key is finding what we're actually feeling or thinking and allowing that to be okay now that doesn't mean act on it right because that sometimes you said we we suppress we do things so that we don't have to feel it but other times we might think oh i'm angry so i should be angry with someone else it's like no we want to actually feel that anger inside of ourselves and let it dissipate so that we are not pushing that out onto someone else, right? Because I think of it just as stuck energy. All these emotions, they're just stuck energy. We use that phrase, emotion, like energy in motion. I mean, and that might be relevant, but it's stuck in the body. It's moving inside the body and we have to find a way to release it. And that's what EFT does. That's what feeling your feelings does. It's actually acknowledging that energy that's in the body and it's allowing it to dissipate out of the body. Yeah, and I think it's a very powerful thing indeed, especially when we talk about traumas. And I mean, I don't think anyone comes into this world trauma-free. So many things happen to us every single day. I think birth can be traumatic. I think everyone on some level experiences things in their life that are traumatic to them. And a lot of times, like you said, we don't even realize that we're carrying that because oftentimes things happen to us when we're younger and we're so young that we don't remember things that have happened, but we, our bodies do, our bodies still hold on to that. Like you said, stuck energy, because when we felt the emotion, when we were little, the energy was there, but we didn't really have the tools to know how to release it or to deal with it because you're just, that's not something we're taught how to do. Or at least when I was little, I was told, like, stop crying, <laughs> you know, stop crying. Yeah. Or I'll give you something to cry about. Right, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yes. So we get that signal that we shouldn't be feeling what we're feeling. Like, you need to stop. Like, you, it's not okay to cry. You don't have a good enough, like, you have to have a good enough reason to cry. So for many people, we carry that stuck emotion with us all the time. Or when we start to feel something, we instinctively stop ourselves because we get that signal of stop crying or I'll give you something to cry about. Right. And I think all those tears, I believe all those tears that we stopped in childhood are still inside of us and they will come out if we give them a way to come out. So a lot of people do end up crying with EFT and that's okay. Right. And I just encourage people to keep going because the tears will end. They, They will come out and they will be done. And one other thing that you mentioned I want to go back to is a lot of times we don't remember our childhood. I didn't remember a lot of my childhood, but what we, how we react now will often give us clues, but we can work with how we react now, right? So for many years, I was actually afraid of, leave, of going on a journey away from my hometown because I realized I was afraid that I wouldn't come back. And, you know, so that's what I worked with. I worked with that that was happening now. And as I did the tapping on it, 
I became aware that that is from being given away when I was six weeks old, because I was taken away from everything I knew, and I never came back again. So I didn't obviously have that memory. I was six weeks six weeks old at the time, but I could work with what was happening now. And that memory or that understanding came as I did through did the tapping. Yeah. Wow. And that's, I mean, incredible to think about, but a lot of people probably have similar stories and that things happen to them in their childhood that they don't really remember, but the stuck emotions are still there because we never, if you don't remember it, you don't know to process it. <laughs> right. Yeah. So sometimes we can only work with what we have now, but that the tapping opens up the subconscious mind and all of it's stored subconsciously. So those memories will come up as you do this and more details will come up because it's those emotions that hold things down. So even with my mother's death, right, I would tap through the event of what happened that morning and later that day. And then I would come back and tap through it again. And the second time and the third, fourth, fifth time, more details would arise that had been hidden underneath the emotions. But as the emotions clear, it's like those layers of an onion. As the emotions clear, one layer clears, you'll be shown the next one. And that maybe there'll be more details to tap on. And with EFT, what you do is you keep going through it again and again until you can talk through it like you're just reading from a book. And at that point, you know, there's no attachments left for that story anymore. It's just a story. Yeah. I love that. And are you now working with other people and helping them to kind of work through any stuck emotions that they're dealing with? I'm just working with a, a few people, but I did write my whole story down in a book, in my book that I think you mentioned at the beginning called The Pathway to Insight. I talked through my understanding of how we this trauma gets stored in our body. And I believe it's in the connective tissue because that's what I'm looking through. And that's where I see the tension. And then I talked through the, the different steps that I went through. I talked through EFT in detail and feeling your feelings and then what it's like to actually go inside the body, which I believe is the original meaning of the word insight. I know we talk about it these days in terms of the mind or outside the mind, but yeah. that's, you know, I can actually see inside the body. So I believe that's the original meaning. I love that. And so if anyone out there is listening and would like to buy a copy of your book, the, A Pathway to Insight, what's the best way for them to do that? It's available on Amazon, or you can have your local bookstore order it. Nice. I love that. And I love that you wrote that down because I think one of the ways that a lot of people are being called to step up and raise the collective consciousness is by sharing their own stories and sharing how they healed uh, themselves in order for other people to see this and say, well, if that person did this, I can do it too. I can look at my own trauma and I can work through it just like, you know, this person did. So I love that you wrote this book and that you're you're helping people learn how to work through their traumas too. So thank you so much for that. <laughs> well, you're welcome. I mean, I did it for free, right? So other people can do, not everyone wants to go to a therapist or have someone else help them do it. I was not one of those. I wanted to do it myself. So other people can do that too. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's so important to not be afraid to look at our, our lives and to look at our trauma and to say, you know, I, this is just stuck emotion. I can work through this and I can have inner peace. That's the thing. Like we, I know we all want that. 
We all want inner peace, but it is possible. Yeah. And to know freedom is on the other side. I mean, just, just doing it with one thing so that you can actually see that there's a shift and that there is freedom on the other side, I think is a good incentive. It was for me. And I also have a YouTube channel that I have a demonstration um, video of EFT on there and one of feeling your feelings. So you can just go on there and learn how to do it and start the process yourself from those. I love that. And I'm going to have all of those links in the show notes too. So if you want to go to the YouTube channel or to um, Anne's website, or even to get her book, all of those uh, links will be for you in the show notes. So you don't have to worry about writing anything down. You can just go directly there and click on it. Um, I love that. I love that you have an example for people. I know I talk about EFT all the time on this show and how amazing I think it is, but I would love to, um, take a look at your YouTube channel too and look at the uh, other videos that you have there because I think that this is really something that is beneficial to a lot of people. I know many of us, even myself included, I always talk about healing being like layers of an onion too and that you think you've healed one thing and something else comes forward. And I know for me lately, there have been a lot of layers coming forward, things that I thought I healed that I like, oh, wait, here this is again. (laughs) And I think it's important because I think that's happening for a lot of people. I think the energies that we're feeling right now, the way that the world is going, a lot of people's fears are being brought to the surface because we're being triggered by different things that are going on. So I think this work is so important so that we have that inner peace again. Absolutely, yeah. yeah, we talk about it being a spiral, right? So you're experiencing those things, but you're at a different layer level of yeah. awareness at this point. You're aware that they're coming back up. Yeah. So even at the collective level, right, if we can become aware that all these things are coming up, they're triggering us so that we can notice them and feel them and let them go because we don't want to get caught up in those emotions and store them because then we're attracting it again in our future. But if we notice them, let them go, come back to peace, that's what we attract into our future. Exactly. Exactly. Well, I want to thank you so much for being here today. This was such a great conversation. I truly enjoyed it. Thank you. I enjoyed it too. (laughs) And I want to thank all of you for being here with us today as well. Please go check out Anne's website and her YouTube channel. She has got a lot of amazing information there. And I am so thankful and grateful for each and every one of you for joining us today. Also, if you want to work with me, you can go to my website. It's melissaoatman.com. You can join me on Patreon, where you will also see the video of Anne and I recording our podcast. And you will get two extra podcast episodes per week, plus readings, lots of bonus stuff. I would love to have you over there joining me. I hope you guys have an amazing day from wherever you're listening. As always, I am sending you so much love and light, and I will talk to you soon. Bye, guys.